0: Everyone and welcome back to the ASA podcast, sponsored generously by Myob, the single system for big ambitions. My name is Sam, and our guest for this episode is Raj Gadham. Raj is Vice President of Strategy at the Accounting Students Association. He's in his third year and majoring in accounting and finance. And today we're going to be talking about the first steps in uni, and hopefully offer some tips to you first years and second years out there on how to navigate the roller coaster that is uni life. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Sam. How are you? Good. Not bad. Not bad. So yeah, can you tell me a little bit about how you found the transition from high school into uni? Because that's something which a lot of first years out there would probably be dying to ask.
1: Yeah. Well, I think everyone's got a different story in terms of coming into Unimub Commerce. Um, I'd say mine's pretty unique in that I came from a science school, so um, didn't really have any commerce experience prior to this. I did accounting three, four, didn't even do echo and sort of just loved it. I've always sort of been into the commerce side of things, um, growing up. And so sort of moved away from the science school side and yeah, just jumped into commerce and I've loved it ever since. So yeah, I think that's sort of been a trend with everything, just jumping into things and seeing where they take me, but
0: yeah. yeah. And what do you think was like the biggest difference between high school and uni?
1: I think it's the classic, there's no structure to your day. Um, and you get very used to only having with commerce met two to four contact hours or whatever it might be. So, um, it really is whatever you make of it. So if you want to get involved in clubs or do extracurriculars, you have the time for it versus at school, you might've had to just set nine at 3 PM or whatever it was.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. In, uh, speaking on that point, would you recommend, uh, taking part in these extracurricular activities?
1: hundred percent. Um, just to plug ASA, I mean, it's been clearly one of the best experiences mm. of my entire uni life and it's made me meet a lot more people. So, um, f- especially during online uni and people going into first year this year, um, we're going to be in person this year, hopefully, but either way you meet so many people through clubs, whether it be ASA or any other ones.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's a good opportunity to network and meet fellow students, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: How have you found it in terms Oh of yeah.
0: I mean, I joined ASA last year. Yeah. Definitely one of the best decisions I've made in uni. I mean, we didn't have any on-campus classes last year, so yep. to have a welcoming committee, a welcoming, you know, family to meet up every week it's yep. always something that you know I looked forward to during yep. during the semester. And so, yeah.
1: And do you think it'd be so much more different without without having any club experience? Or yeah, would you think, it'd
0: yeah. feel so lonesome, honestly, it okay. feels like just studying the whole way through. So it was definitely a good way to, um, yeah, meet some new people, learn more about, um, you know, uni life and also just in general, make some friends. So yeah, it's yeah. been great. That's great. So let, let's talk a bit about lectures and tutorials, cause they're a lif- little bit different than, you know, your ordinary classroom, um, high school environment. Uh, what would you say, um, is, you know so different about the uni sort of learning experience as opposed to high school? Yeah. So I think I touched
1: on contact hours and it's sort of a word that mm. gets thrown around a bit. And for people who go into uni, they have no idea what that means. Yeah. But, um, I guess in essence for commerce students, especially contact hours are more particularly just how many or however many hours you have for your tutes on your tutorials. Um, and so what I think most of our subjects have been over the past two to three years have been, you have a one to two hour lecture. Um, whether it be once or twice a week and you have a tutorial that follows up within the same week or reflecting on the past week's content, um, and that sort of just consolidates whatever you might've learned in the lecture, whether it be theory or practical content. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of the rundown and that's your weeks one to 12 sort yeah. of consistency.
0: And do you recommend, actually, this is a uh, funny question, but yep. do you recommend going to tuts which aren't compulsory?
1: I would hundred yep. percent, um, I think for me personally, it was more of a social thing more than anything, mm. um, being online, it's so easy and such an easy cop out to just knock out of your class if it's not, um, attendance required. Mm. But I think firstly, I think commerce, we talk about networking a lot. You do genuinely meet a lot, a lot of people in your tutes, um, and you be, you do group assignments with them and you can be really good friends with them outside of your class. So definitely recommend going to all of your tutes where even as boring as it might be, if it's a content class that you're just sick of, um, tutes can actually consolidate your work and you can ask all those dumb questions you don't want to ask anyone else. Mm. So yeah, yeah, no, highly recommend them.
0: Now, how did you find Zoom classes? Because with all the 2020 and 2021 students coming out, Um, from high school, a lot of students haven't had much of an on-campus experience. Everything's been online. So what sort of tips and tricks would you advise, like give them coming back onto campus and experiencing on-campus uni life?
1: Yeah, I mean, as much as on-campus uni life is so promising in 2022, um, I'm not sure if we can see lectures being in person as an example. And so you're always going to have that online component. Um, and even though they might be pre recorded and boring at times, <laughs> I think it's still important to watch them in its entirety um, because they are the little things you can pick up. Um, people who do watch lectures versus people who just um, read the notes afterwards. For sure. Um, there's a lot of little things you can pick up and a lot of little tricks you can do. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, that's sort of the trick for online uni just attend everything. Especially for commerce students, you don't have that much, those many contact hours compared to other courses. And so you may as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's sort of a rounded off answer.
0: Yeah. Now a subject, which a lot of people probably have mixed feelings about, subject readings, so readings that, you know, your lecturer, they go, okay, let's read this section today for, for homework. And you got to get it done by say, you know, next year or something. Yeah. Do you have a habit of reading the readings before lectures and tutorials or like what strategy do you use? Because sometimes there is quite a bit to read yep. and not everyone is motivated to read. Yep. So like what sort of advice would you bring there?
1: Yeah. I mean, going into uni, you hear a lot about people not doing any of the readings. That's right. And they are very boring in some instances and some they're not. Um, but I think Reading can be really useful for content that you might not be a hundred percent with. Mm. I ha- we do have some people on the committee at ASA that just do the entire readings and they don't actually, um, focus as much on the lecturers and pay more attention on the readings. Um, mm. so I guess it just depends on what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, it's good. You
0: need, you need to find a good balance. Like yeah. for me, yeah. I, I follow like the lecture notes okay, and then if there's anything I don't um, on the stand, then I'll, you know, consult the reading for that. And then I'll read all of that, um, thoroughly. Yeah. Um, and if everything makes sense, then I might just skim through the reading instead. Um, like, cause if it all makes sense, then you're sort of just boring yourself out, just doing the reading. Mm-hmm. So I think that's maybe a good idea for you first years out there. Um, yeah. who are trying to navigate readings. And it definitely is subject dependent.
1: I mean, if you're doing a law subject like business law, mm. um, or corp law, Doing your readings is so important because yeah, if sure. you don't know what case people are talking about, it's all over. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you have no idea what the context is, you have no clue. But say you've done Accounting 3 4 in high school mm. um, and you're going into ARA or IFA and you feel really comfortable with the content like you were talking about. Mm. It just depends on picking or choosing where you feel is relevant. But again, some lecturers are really insistent that you do them. So mm, that's also so true. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, Earlier on, you told me that you got, you went out of high school into uni and you'd only done accounting. Yep. So you didn't do ECHO. How did you find uh, navigating the first year subjects, like for example, for e- economics, like intro, macro, intro, micro, uh, when you hadn't done them in year 12 and you were, um, studying them with people who might have done them?
1: Yeah. So it was a rundown for all the first years coming into uni this year. Um, all your elective, all of your compulsory subjects you must do as commerce, um, break, broken down you have with economics, intro microeconomics, intro macroeconomics, which are the two echo ones. You have principles of finance and accounting reports and analysis. Mm-hmm. I found personally having done accounting ARA or accounting reports analysis was, um, pretty comfortable yep. overall. How did you, did you find it to be any different? Yeah. So or? I
0: went out of uh, high school without having done accounting or Echo. Interesting. So I found accounting a little bit harder. Okay. Uh, Echo, I found okay because I did an elective in year 10. Okay. So I think it does sort of matter if you've done the subject in the past, you obviously would have been exposed to these concepts in the past. But as long as you've got a good attitude to learning and you keep up the practice and the good habits you developed in year 12, then yeah, there's nothing you can't conquer really.
1: Yeah. And do you think that those first year subjects for you personally played an important mm-hmm. role in choosing your majors. So having not had any experience in accounting or ECHO yeah. and doing those subjects in your first year, do they play any? Um, yeah, well, importance? certainly,
0: certainly gives you an idea of what the field is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, they're introductory subjects, but they still are like fundamentals. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's good to have this, um, introductory platform where you get to get exposed to all of the different types of majors yep. and yeah, then you can isolate on one of them you like. Now let's talk about the subject of making friends because I think it's much harder to meet the same people in every single class. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school, you sort of have the same classes or at least, you know, your year group is small enough that you get to know most people, but yeah, in uni, there's a lot of people, first of all. Secondly, you're doing different classes at different times. And so it's very unlikely you're going to get like people recurring in the same classes. Mm-hmm. So how would you try to, uh, make friends and like consolidate these friendships?
1: i would tell you the first thing that I did and didn't really socialize as much. So I had the clear opportunity to, but I didn't really take it, um, was commerce camp. Um, went to it, but didn't exactly socialize as much as I probably could have um, and spent most of my time there just being pretty quiet overall um, and sort of regretted it coming out of it and took it in my stride for the rest of first year and made sure that, again, with making friends and socializing, going to as many tutors as I could, going to lectures. I think we had six weeks of in-person lectures and just seeing people and bumping into people was a really cool experience and Mm. something that I think is very underrated and hopefully as we move into this year we see a lot more of yeah um and yeah even with shoots as much as you might not see the same person twice you see a lot of friendship groups and you see people who are friends of friends or just mutuals and sort of just come up here and there and like getting to know them and talking to them, you sort of go into their group and just find yourself everywhere. So yeah, yeah, no, highly recommend that.
0: Uh, on the topic of selecting subjects. So of course, as a first year, there are a couple of, um, subjects which you need to do, yep. the core subjects, but in terms of like breadth and electives, um, how did you choose the subjects you chose and first of all, to probably tell me which ones you did, but How did you end up choosing those ones that you did and, uh, any recommendations?
1: Yeah. So, um, I started off wanting to pursue actuarial and moved out of actuarial into accounting and finance. So I did the, my first semester in the maths pathway, um, considered doing accelerated maths one and two, but after talking to people sort of understood that it might've been a better idea to do calc two and then linear algebra. Mm as a better option. So I did calculus two, did, did all right in my first sem, but I sort of made the decision that I couldn't see myself doing it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and accounting was really interesting and it, yeah, I think at the time probably interested me more than actuarial. So moved out of that. I think I spent a extra elective, I believe, um, on doing calculus two. Um, and I've only actually done one other breath and the subject was called business decision analysis. Um, so it's sort of more of like a probability combination with business and QM2. Right. So, um, yeah, that's sort of been my pathway in that sense.
0: Cool. Now let's talk about a little bit more of a sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. Um, the topic on, uh, failing subjects, mm-hmm. a lot of first years, um, find the transition from high school into uni very difficult. Um, process and, you know, some people ha- are unfortunate that they fail subjects. So, I mean, have you been in that position before and could you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah. So the shift for me personally was moving from being in personal of year 12 into online uni. Yeah. Um, and so going into commerce, um, didn't do any other subjects. So I jumped into all the, um, first years. That compulsory subjects and didn't do very well on principles of finance. So I had to redo that subject um over the summer right. at the end of my first year. Um and I think that was something that for any first year student doing SEM one content or SEM two, principles of finance is definitely one of those subjects where you can't get behind. Mm. Um, and I think I definitely did. I would have gotten four or five weeks behind on. And it's just as simple as forgetting to watch your lecture. And I think it's that shift mentally going from high school and being so busy to having all the time in the world at uni yeah, and not not being sure what to use with your time. So, um, got behind on POF and just didn't catch up. Mm. Um, so in terms of that, I think there is a bit of a stigma depending on what culture you might come from or whatever it might be just overall. Um, but yeah, I think I felt a lot of pressure on the back of failing that subject and having to redo it. Um, especially because I think it'd be the same time last year where I was having to redo that subject and it was sort of tough because you sort of knew that there was a lot writing on that because yeah. in order to do a lot of your second year subjects, you needed to have passed that, su- that, yeah. that first one. It's a core subject. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, so I think I started actually preparing a bit earlier before mm. the, before the summer semester started, I probably would have spent three to four weeks just recapping all the content because I already had a lot of the lecture notes previously, yeah. um, going over all of that just to make sure, cause finance does for me personally take a long time to wrap my head around. So, mm. um, yeah, I think just trying over and over again, um, as much as it does be annoying and you got to just yeah. get over that hump, um, you got to do it. So yeah, I think that's yeah. sort of my experience. Like, what was
0: your best strategy or one of your strategies in sort of bouncing back from um, that experience,
1: I think, just believing myself. Mm. Um, you get really stuck and pretty down. I don't know personally. Like, I'm pretty hard on myself, so if I'm not performing well academically or anything else, um, I I always try and get to that level where I do. So, um, yeah, it did hurt for a little, but you sort of just got to move on. Um, with your life, like it's not the end of the world. Mm. It's just first year uni. A lot of people go through the same struggle and, um, it might not be talked about, but it is what it is. So yeah, I think talking to friends, getting their advice on how to do better on the subject and move on. Mm. Yeah. I
0: had a question about watching lectures because. In the past two years, all of the lectures have been, or many of the lectures have been pre-recorded, and you know they can be two-hour, three-hour lectures, and a lot of students have struggled to just stomach it and just you know just watch it the whole way through, yep. just as you would within a normal, uh, you know, if if it were in person. So yeah, what advice would you offer to first-year students in the situation where we have to watch online lectures? what advice would you give them in terms of getting through those lectures and still getting the most out of it?
1: Yeah. So a lot of subjects are actually really great in that they break up a lecture into multiple parts. Mm. Um, So I know Corp Law did this. I think B Law did as well. They break it up in 20 minute segments and they're so much more digestible. And in your head, um, you can just look at them as YouTube videos. Yeah, If you're just thinking of them to be 20 minute videos that you have to just sit three of them, four versus one 60 minute one it can be a lot easier to do. And for the subjects where they might not do it for you, sometimes it's best to just do it yourself. Um, step away from your laptop or whatever it might be you're watching it on um, after a certain period of time. If you feel like you're just losing your head over a certain subject, step back, come back to it and relook at it because to be honest, you're probably just wasting your time yeah. um, trying to just sit there and t- just tick it off. Because I think I did that a lot in first year just – Watch a lecture for the sake of just ticking it off off yeah, my list to sure. do, and um, I think the most important thing is just working smart. Mm. Um, you'll have a lot of time in your hands, and just working at a pace that's best for you. I think there's a lot of study techniques out there, whether it be rewriting things or highlighting things, yep. or creating I know, your own notes. Yeah,
0: I think there's a Pomodoro technique. Pomodoro
1: active recall. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of fancy words out there and it just, it's just dependent on what suits you best and Mm -hmm. just trying out a bunch of stuff. For sure. Um, so yeah, I think that's sort of where I'd come from with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, at uni, what do you think is the best way to get support and help as a first year or second year student?
1: Yeah, I'd say it's pretty daunting to, uh, go, go out and have to ask tutors or lecturers Mm. for help. I'd say, I think I've always done this for all of my subjects, try and join group chats for all of your subjects or your, tu- if you have any friends in the same as you message mm. them, or even if you're part of any clubs. I mean, um, I know a lot of us at ASA are doing the same subjects and so messaging them and letting, asking them if they have any advice. Cause I know I did that, um, with POF actually, um, asking them for a bit of advice and seeing where they, they'd come from in that angle. Yeah. But I think lecturers can be a very big ask in terms of having to email them, whatever it might be. Yes, I'd personally ask your tutor after your class, or even drop in consultations, Um, drop in consults. They've been really useful for me. Um, I actually have used them a couple of times, but only when I've needed to. Um, And everyone's really friendly. So you just go into your drop in consult, make sure you have your question ready. And they'll answer it for you the best they can. So yeah, I think there's always support if you need it. Um, it just depends on you going out and asking
0: for it. So yeah. yeah. And if any of you out there are doing any accounting subjects, definitely reach out to the ASA and we can help you out as well.
1: Yeah. And we have, uh, as part of ASA, all of our rev- revision lectures. So um, if you are feeling comfortable with ARA or IFA1, there are a lot of resources that ASA can provide you and some things that you can probably get out of hearing it from a peer rather than a teacher. So it just depends on hmm. how you learn again. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Just extra resources to help you guys out to prepare for your exams. Let's just quickly chat about, uh, the importance of WAM and your study scores and, uh, the implications they have on future studies as well as working, like finding an internship and in work. Uh, how important really is getting a higher WAM?
1: As in a short answer, um, it's not that important, dependent on what you're applying for. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to recap, for anyone who doesn't know what a WHAM is, um, just a weighted average mark, um, and each of your subjects have a certain amount of credits, credit points that you accrue over your degree. And if you have something that's a higher one, it obviously gets weighted higher, depending on whatever it might be. But in terms of whether or not it makes a difference, I would not say it does in the accounting world. Um, if you're looking to pursue a career in, um, IB, um, investment banking, then I would highly say it makes a big difference, um, because that's something that's viewed a bit more, um, highly, Mm. but it just depends on what the employee is looking for. I applied for a lot of VACIs and I got a few, um, at the big four and elsewhere. So I wouldn't say for any reason that it should inhibit you from applying anywhere, Um, it shouldn't be anything you should be ashamed of. And a lot of companies actually uh, provide a section in your application where you can actually explain why, um, you might've not performed at the level you might've expected to. So Mm. in my case, um, I talked about how, um, I had a lot of personal things going on and the shift to online uni, which made things difficult. So they are quite understanding overall. Um, and so I don't think it's a stigma that you need to carry with you everywhere you go. For sure. Um,
0: so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, WHAM is just a number, um, it doesn't represent exactly who you are. So it doesn't mean you don't do well in uni, definitely still do your best and yep. do well in your subjects as, 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 well as you can, but it's really important to also be involved in other activities, extracurriculars, yep. um, work experience, all of that, have a really fruitful life so that what employers are looking for, they're looking for someone who has a lot of abilities, uh, who um, doesn't just have good grades. And so whilst it is important to have decent grades, you know, you don't want to be terrible, Yeah. but, uh, whilst it's important, uh, you have to have decent grades. Um, at the same time, it's not a be on it at all.
1: Not at all. And yeah, at the end of the day, employers, especially cause we're just entry level students, they're mm. just looking for people and people with personality and people who People with be... passion. Exactly right. And yeah. people, it's all about a cultural fit, um, at, a workplace, at clubs. I think that's what we look at a lot for at ASA. Um, and so, yeah, it just depends on who you are as a person and that's something you can't fake. I think, yeah. Um, grades is something you can perfect, but personality yeah. is something that just, that's just who you are at the that's end right. of the day. So mm. yeah, I'd say don't stress out too much as long as you have a well-rounded sort of thing or something that you can just talk about, um, away from your grades. Cause it's just like your ATAR, if you're in Victoria, it's just like your ATAR. Everyone forgets about it. Yeah. Two year, one, one year later, six months later, no Once one, talks about, later, exactly no one right. talks about it. later. Exactly right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, take it on your stride, keep
0: going and don't worry about anything. All right. Our time's almost up. I just wanted to ask you one more thing. Do you have any final tips that you want to offer first year and second year students? That's just in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just say jump into ev- anything and everything. Um, put your hand up for everything. At Uni Melbourne, it's a very short course. We're only here for three years, unless you extend and yeah, just try and experience as much as you can, especially with online uni, it's tough, but try and throw yourself out there. If you stumble, if you fail the subject, if you lose friends, you just got to try and move on. And I think, yeah, it's, it's a journey that you go on, but something that's important to do. And, um, yeah, would highly recommend just getting involved in everything.
0: Great. Well, We'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for joining us today. No worries. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the ASA podcast. This podcast has been sponsored by Myob. Keep in touch with ASA through Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter to receive all the latest updates.